Sabadell. Oh! Welcome back to Supreme Verdict. That's right, this is the second of our double header tonight. Uh, this is our second ever Teams episode. And first off, I want to introduce myself. I am your co-host, Mr. John Dunning. And I am joined by not my usual person in the co-captain chair tonight, but a returning person, uh, Mr. The Coach. Welcome, sir. Hey, what's up, everyone? How y'all doing? Yeah, so are you... Hello, uh, hello. Yeah, yeah. Are you excited for this very special second uh, team episode of, of Supreme Verdict? Well, I totally interrupted y'all in the in the very first episode, uh, just through the chat with my uh, usual shenanigans and chat. I don't even know how I made it, actually. I was just like, y'all just popped up on my feed. And I was like, oh, look, John's on. So I was like abusing y'all over my phone. So it was great. <laughs> very nice. Well, very excited about this because I get to abuse verbally. All four of these guys with my narrating voice. Let's go. Let's go. And uh, why don't we go ahead and before we talk about who is uh, going to be competing tonight in this uh, second teams match, I want to tell everyone about first off about cardsphere.com because cardsphere.com is simply the very best place to buy, sell, and trade your paper magic the gathering cards online. We want to thank them for sponsoring uh, not only this video, but all of Supreme Verdicts and 10 Street Hooligans and all that shenanigans. Um, all and so and then also uh, I want to talk about December 10th. So this is the last regular season game of 2019 tonight because on December 11th at rather we have the first ever singles league championship match between Jason Alt, Catlight and Alex Kessler that is going to be insane for the vacant first ever singles league championship match uh coach any early predictions on the championship match Jason's my pick. Let's just go with that. Oh, wow. Jason's my pick. Always my pick. Let's go. That's probably a popular pick, especially with the uh, the residents tonight. But, uh, yeah, let's go. Also, uh, joining us tonight, a lonely producer, Johnny the Slivers from the couch. At least you have your little uh, drunken hobbit buddy. Oh, oh yay. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Hang on. Perfect. Well, we, we're down uh, a PK and a Zuby, but Johnny's going to be uh, checking the chat, doing the scorekeeping, uh, all that good stuff. So we will we will hear from the couch uh, soon. So uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and meet our or let, well, first before we meet them, let's talk about them like they're not here, even though they could hear us. But the first competitor uh, or set of competitors tonight, because it's a team match, and that is Jake and Joel are magic magic, the pioneer. They seem to be really all in on the Pioneer uh, deck techs lately. Great stuff. Kraken packs, Wills drinking juice, and best intro music in the community. Not even close. So, how, Coach? Uh, getting oh, your uh, oh, your quick thoughts on them. What do you? How do you think Jake and Joel are going to fare tonight? That's a great question. I mean, they run a whole their YouTube channel, shenanigans, funny stuff. Uh, they're great people, personality wise, but. They're going to have a really good matchup against Mr. EDH Rec and Mr. EDH Rec. So we'll see how we'll see how their shenanigans stack up against sheer mighty powerful um, EDH Rec data Rec. analytics. <laughs> as yeah, Perfect. I'll just go with that. Shenanigans versus the serious powerhouse known as 
EDH Rec. Oh, wow. So, so let's talk about said powerhouse. That is the EDH Rec podcast. Uh, two of the three gentlemen, uh, Matt Morgan and Joey Schultz, in-depth EDH podcast. They run dad jokes and grammar checking incoming, ladies and gentlemen. So, so just so you know what we're in for. Uh, yeah, so... Jake and, or Jake, uh, sorry, that's the other guys, uh, Joey and Matt. So many J's tonight, Jesus. Lots of J's. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so you said they're, they're going to bring just kind of the, the pure knowledge, and uh, the other folks are just going to go in like bull in a china shop. They are just going to bring the hammer down is what I'm suspecting, mm. but I'm not going to, you know, Jake and Joel's bag of tricks, I'm not going <laughs> to underestimate them one bit at all. Excellent. So. Well, without further ado, why don't we meet said competitors? And before that, why don't you go ahead, if you're watching this, like, comment, subscribe, click that thumbs up button. Every every YouTuber, every you know community member needs all the help uh, that we could get in this in this brave new world that is uh, YouTube uh, or archaic or however you want to spin it. But uh, yeah, just do all the things. Let people know that we're doing this. Uh, Share it around Twitter. And uh, yeah, so without further ado, uh, representing Jake and Joel are magic with a record of zero wins and zero defeats. We have jake and joel hello and hello today thank you for spending (laughs) your time with us we appreciate you having us on i completely agree that we are going to have to employ our bag of tricks we ensure to do absolutely zero research before any of our videos and that is very unlike our competitors anti, tonight. Anti-education over I do not want to learn. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes shenanigans can take it down, and, and I'm hoping that that's, uh, that's how we can get there today. Fun fact, Jake and Joel's Bag of Tricks was almost the name of our YouTube channel, so very accurate with that, Coach. <laughs> Got it. Pretty sweet. I just pull all this out of my Bag of Tricks, too. <laughs> Also, can we just get John to talk about our channel more or like have him do an intro for it? Because that oh, was yeah. great. That was, was fantastic. Like, this is, right? this is better, better than, than our anything intros. that we could come up with. <laughs> right. Well, like, perfect. No, I was I, like, that's wonderful. That's I, good. I pay by the hour because I haven't figured out how to actually make money any other way. Uh, but let's talk about uh, our colleagues from the other side of the aisle. Uh, it looks like uh, one of them is very stoic and frozen. Uh, so hopefully. <laughs> That's not a permanent thing, no. um, but uh, it might, might be uh, Matt Morgan going on it alone, but that is Matt and Joey from EDH Rec Cast. All right, gentlemen, welcome. Well, How's thanks, it going? Thanks you said I'm stoic and frozen? Yes, you are. Uh, your video is... That, is my video? Oh, I thought that was a comment on my personality. No. Thanks. <laughs> oh. That beard looks very, very heroic and very statue and... Very nice. I mean, you look cool. That, that frozen picture of you is great. All right. I don't know what to do about my frozen picture, aside from make further comments on how it reflects me as a human person, uh, but I will do my best to try and remedy the situation. It is a good freeze frame. I'm not going to lie. So it, if it had to be stuck on something, you got the logo perfectly placed. Uh, you got a thoughtful look on your face, and I, I, I think it's pretty golden. All right. That's a good thing. I yeah, guess. Perfect. <laughs> yes, you, you look deep in thought. It's a good freeze frame. It's a good look on you. All right, so without further ado, let's go to the team 
rules. So it's going to be four rounds, and each round teams will be asked a question. Rounds consist of, I'm going to amend a lot of this. This is an old slide, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing to see here. Uh, but everyone gets uh, two minutes per opening argument. And then, so each team member will split that up between the two. Each each team member gets 60 seconds to uh, kind of craft a cohesive argument from that. And then we go to the rebuttal round. And that's going to be basically talking trash about the other competitor's choice. Uh, round three, very, very important chat. Round three is voted on by the chat. Uh, and the tiebreaker round will be a round five if need be, if we need one of those. Uh, however, Oh, Joey, you are unfrozen. Um, Good. So Excellent. We are, we are debuting our new uh, judging system during this match, so it doesn't all just fall on me and I could actually get a, uh, a full night of sleep without, you know, feeling like a total scumbag. Uh, so we're uh, all three, uh, Coach, myself, and Johnny the Slivers, is going to be judging each round on a, give it a 0 to 10 on their arguments, and then we'll compile the numbers, and uh, that will determine the round winner per round so a lot of information let's let's get right to it do we have any questions from jake and joel i don't want to know any of the rules just <laughs> let us get in there <laughs> just rewind the last 40 minutes of me talking then and then uh, any questions from team edh recast just this one how are you are oh. you okay <laughs> thank you joel how thoughtful. joel you're Joey's never that nice to me. Look at that. <laughs> no, Joey knows how to start off uh, buttering a judge, I'll tell you. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Let's wipe no the idea. board! Burn them all! <laughs> Alright, so, we're ready? We got this? Yes? We're playing the cool slide. Oh. Oh, oh That's, oh, that's very incredible. Yes. All right, we're back. Let's get it on. Uh, 60 se or uh, 120 seconds. Well, no, 60 seconds for the first one. Oh, so we ran the Twitter poll, and it looks like uh, Team EDH Recast is the favorite, according to Twitter, around, I think it was a, an even 70%. So they're going to enjoy a slim advantage, being you guys get to choose if you want to answer the first question first or kick it off to your opponents. Uh, you decide. Go on defense first. Do it. Smart recommendation. Let's, let's do defense first. Also, yes. from the statistics-based website, it makes sense that the statistics are in our favor. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> defense, handle it first. Always on theme. All right. So it looks like Jake and Joel are going to get the question first. Who's going to be taking the first 60 seconds of you two? Joel, take it, man. There I'll you go. I'll take it. Let's go. Joel do was it. nominated. Do it, uh, baby. Johnny Slivers, uh, let's get uh, 60 seconds on the clock. Coach, whenever you're ready to read the first question. Let's go. All right. Just, just 60, or I thought it was two minutes, for, 120 for both of them. Well, uh, uh, Joel's going to get 60 seconds, and then Jake's going to oh, get 60 okay. seconds. All right. All right, ready? Yes? Yes. Ready to go. I'm ready. All right, you ready, John? I'm ready. You, you read the question when. All right, here we go. It's time to score some sucker points with Dunning, so let's talk movies. Drawn from the film so far in 2019, we want you to turn one of your recent favorite movie characters into a planeswalker. A, which character would you turn into a planeswalker? Start off with that one, guys. 
Oh, it's a two-parter. Oh, do I, yeah, give them both we're parts. We're going to answer both at a time? Yep, both parts. Oh, we are? Yeah. All right. All right, so the first part, which character would you turn into a Planeswalker? And B, why is your movie character Planeswalker adaptation better kicking Oko's ass? <laughs> oh, man. That was okay. not in the script. I just improvised. Oh, I was right. going to say, That's I my... feel like this was written before the banning, but either way. Oh, it still applies. It's all good. <laughs> all right. You, you guys ready? Absolutely. Here all we right. go. go Timer is going now. So I am a Marvel fanboy. The character that I would turn into a Planeswalker would definitely be Captain America. Captain America's plus ability is going to be preventing damage to his compatriots. He's always the one to dive on the grenade or jump in front with the shield. That's definitely what he does. His minus three is going to be, I would say, doing damage to a flying creature. He's got that shield. He can fling. It can bounce off. You know what? It's going to be damage that can be split between creatures on the other side of the battlefield, including flying creatures. His ultimate ability is going to be tentatively titled, I Can Do This All Day, and that is going to be one where he puts loyalty counters on all of the other planeswalkers that you have on your side of the field. Now, why is he good at kicking Oko's ass? Because Oko is a trickster and he likes to play it straight. He wants to follow the rules and he thinks that everybody should do the same thing. There's your 60. All right. All right. Perfect. Perfect timing. Uh, Jake. All right, so um, am I piggybacking off of what Joel said or my own thing? Yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> you're picking. You're going. You're going with the. Uh, let me reset that one. Yeah, you're going. You're, you're working on the same planeswalker. Same same one. So elaborate on our Captain America. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. <laughs> uh, Captain America uh, doesn't like Oko because uh, Oko is like. Um, and and I, I watch uh, not nearly as, as much of a fraction of Marvel movies as Joel does. But uh, I will say that uh, because because Captain America can't stand Oko, Oko is, is very much like this, um, this uh, kind of Thanos-type entity that's kind of spread into the multiverse. And so uh, he has to get in there using the minus three that <laughs> shield that Joel talked about. Um <laughs> It's gonna be it's gonna be a good a good hot flick. It's gonna be the greatest greatest thing that ever anybody's ever seen. And uh, you can you can count on that. You can you can take it to the uh, you can take that right up to the the higher ups. With uh, this minute couldn't go fast enough. <laughs> you, you can, yeah, you can, can uh, concede the rest of your time. You can, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we'll concede the rest of the time. All right. <laughs> no, you, see, you rounded it out. Okay, uh, who's going to be answering the question first uh, between EDA track? I can do it. All right, hey, I'll, I'll let yeah, I'll let Joey go because, as is tradition, he'll come up with some good idea and then I'll just ruin it. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, your time your time starts now. All right, captains are definitely really great. So, Captain America is probably a good pick. But if we're talking about Marvel movies and captains. You gotta go with Captain Marvel. I mean, that's just what we gotta go with. That movie was splendid. Captain Marvel can have any number of abilities because she can clearly do 
like anything, which is awesome. I suggest some type of ultimate that probably says destroy target whatever you want, because that sounds pretty awesome. But what I would propose to be the best solution for her to get rid of Mr. Oko, the craziness elk maker man, is that Captain Marvel have probably some type of static ability, sort of like the planeswalkers that we saw in War of the Spark, where she can do a tacit everything on your team has some type of hexproof or can't be targeted, some type of that ability, because Ain't no man gonna keep her down and turn her into a deer. Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. Uh, 60 seconds on the clock for Mr. Matt Morgan. Ready? The, the only uh, veteran of the of the group, I might add, here. Only uh, veteran. Well, veteran of Supreme Verdict. Yeah. That's just true, yes. Yes. Okay. And okay. No pressure. Clock is, clock is yours. So the clock is mine. So obviously, if you've seen Endgame, which I have as of two days ago, what? she obviously has Flash. Comes out of nowhere, and she saves the day. So, yes, yeah, she'll have a static ability, protect your own creatures, but she's going to have Flash. So when Oko does try to murk up your battlefield, she's going to protect you from that. So she'll have Flash to come in, save the day right when you need it with that static ability. She's also probably going to have something... I mean, and if you've seen any Captain Marvel scene, she's going to have some sort of minus ability to destroy target vehicle or just enchantment, really. Uh, she blows up a lot of things. She seems to be good at that. And she also, you know, rides a mean motorcycle. So some sort of downtick ability to destroy vehicles, get rid of that. Along with the Flash, that's already a pretty versatile thing. She'll probably have, I would say, five or six loyalty to start, some uptick ability, uh, maybe something to, to rummage a little bit. Who knows? But I think the big thing that we're going to focus on here is she does have Flash. She has the speed to come across the galaxies almost at will. All right. Let's go right to the All rebuttal right. round. Uh, first off, we want to say hello to everyone in the chat. Michael Thorington, uh, Z-Bex, Ryan Crouch, thank you for being here. And remember, round three... Uh, it is all on you to pick the winner. So let's start off with rebuttals. We'll just keep in the same order. I believe Joel was first. So why is uh, Captain Marvel not the pick? And go. So I more want to talk about the design of Captain Marvel coming from y'all. Captain Marvel's greatest power is her photon blasts. She's going to be dealing damage pew, pew, at range, similar to the Captain America uh, Planeswalker. Was it a derivative design of mine? I don't know. Oh. The Flash was a good idea. <laughs> I, I do like Flash. But her photon blasts are going to be one of her greatest assets. She's also great at hand-to-hand -hand combat, and so she may be able to have some fight abilities that are going to protect her friends as well. Overall, Captain America is going to be preventing damage, and he's going to be deflecting that back. And then the fact that he can just pump everybody up on your team with his I can do this all day ability is just going to make him a better answer to any multiverse threat that might be facing the, the planeswalkers of the world or the realm like Oko. All right. Right over to Joel. Let's build upon this argument. Let's close out round one for your side. Um, you know, Captain America, you know, he he was uh, he was there first. Those those powers were uh, were imbued upon him far before far before Captain Marvel. So, uh, you know, that's something to, to think about is that, uh, you know, you got to go with with experience here and somebody who's had a, a, a ton of a, a ton of experience, you know, fighting different wars, you know, spending a lot of time in the past, 
the future. You know, I mean, granted, is is he still alive? You know, that's uh, something to think about as well. But you know, it is. You know, it's a. You know, you can go with what you got, or you can go with what is the best ever that ever existed, and you can you can pick that. So I, I would say, you know, go with the OG in this in this situation, and uh, you know, Captain Captain Marvel's is nothing to shake a stick at, but I, I think that Captain America is the way to go here. USA, USA. <laughs> oh boy, USA. <laughs> coming off an impeachment inquiry, you ballsy. Uh, all right, let's go back over. To EDH Rex side, uh, Joey, rebuttal time. Captain America's really cool, but the problem is that he's going to be a little one-dimensional in terms of what his Planeswalker sweet ability can do. He's hand-to-hand combat and defense, but that's also all he is. You can get how many cards out of that type of design? Captain Marvel, you can make any number of Planeswalkers with her type of design. Also, that he was there first, Captain America was there first argument, doesn't really hold a lot of water. Captain Marvel met Nick Fury first. She was the first Avenger, really. So if we're going to talk about firsts, I'm not sure that that should have so much weight. What I think really should have the most weight is... Well, Captain America's just old now. I'm sorry, but he doesn't stand a chance against Oko. <laughs> He's like 70 or 80 or something like that. He's not going to be able to stand up, whereas Captain Marvel, she's still going strong. <laughs> are, you, are you questioning the spryness of Steven Rogers? <laughs> Only when he's 90. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair. Uh, Matt, let's close out round one. Well, I, I think it's funny that they choose Captain America because... He's not even the best Avenger at his time. I mean, he can't even take power by himself away from Tony Stark. There's that civil war, whereas Captain Marvel shows up and everybody shuts up and listens. There's nobody, oh, I don't think I want to do this. No, everybody listens to Carol Danvers when she shows up and starts kicking ass. So the fact that Steve Rogers can't even, like, autonomously you know, control the Avengers. He has to share it with Tony Stark. They even have a civil war. So they, he, he's responsible for their own biggest fight because he can't get along with his own people. That's not somebody you want taking down Oko, Thief of Crowns, who just you can't get rid of unless somehow, you know, Wizards of the Coast makes a correct decision. So, <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah, uh, there's no amount of shampoo that gets an Oko out. Uh, all right, so that is, we have all the information in. Coach, what, what do you think uh, early thoughts on, well, not early thoughts, I guess the round's over. What are your thoughts on how this round went, sir? You know, EDA Trek made a great argument for Captain Marvel. And, you know, to me, just overall, the Captain Marvel movie, just trying to depict it, it wasn't a bad movie. I thought, you know, Marvel had a little bit better picks, but... I'm gonna say I'm gonna have to go with America on this one. I mean, you just can't shut you just can't shut down America. I mean, oh, that is America's ass. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're just gonna have to. I'm just gonna say it. We're gonna have to go with that. I mean, there's no if, ands, or buts. Patriotism all the way. Oh boy! So all right, wow. so let's go right to the right to the voting, Coach. Round you one. You just said there's no buts, but you talked about America's butts. So that's uh, I see what you did there. Uh, well, here before we get the before we get the official uh, numbers uh, of the voting, uh, let, let's just go through some facts just to get some final sway on the judges. So uh, Jake and Joel, Captain America was the pick. Patriotism, that's the route they went with. Uh, minus three damage uh, that you split up between creatures, then you have the ultimate. Uh, where I could go all day. He doesn't like Oko. The greatest showman, basically, is the pump the team, uh, is is his mo. Um, 
you had sound effects. The pew pew, that really scored points with me. Uh, and then you also accused EDH Rec of uh, intellectual theft. That was, uh, <laughs> we'll see how that works. Trickery. Um, bag of tricks is coming out. EDH Rec. Blow, Joel. Oh, Not cool. The pick oh, was uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, you had a static ability uh, for the Planeswalker, like the War of the Spark. <sighs> Uh, planeswalkers protect all the creatures. She has flash, destroy target vehicle. Narrow, but okay. Uh, I mean, with all the other like protection and all that, so I, I, I get it. We got to water it down somewhere. Not as uh, experienced is what uh, Jake and Joel said about Captain Marvel. Uh, they said that you know uh, Captain was the goat and the OG. Um, and then the first Avenger, uh, you, which you guys rebutted, said she is the first Avenger and she has great versatility. Uh, and everyone listens to Carol Danvers. So let's go ahead uh, around the horn, starting with Coach from a, a scale of 0 to 10. What do you give Team EDH Rec Cast? For their score? Yes. Probably about overall. You're, what? You're, yeah, <laughs> try that again. You want potato for a split second. Oh, did I potato? Uh, I was going to say they're overall, for this round, 6 out of 10, if I were to give them a score. All right. 6 out of 10. All right. And uh, for uh, – oh, no, yeah, we'll, we'll do this first. Uh, Johnny. For are we doing? Are we EDH scoring rec. both teams or just EDH rec right yep. now? Yep. Um, I I I think EDH rec had a strong argument. I gave them a nine point two. I I think I think they they had some good details in there. I like I just it, good flow to the argument and good counterpoints. I, I think I think it was strong. Uh, I too was was quite swayed with the Captain Marvel pick. Uh, but I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Uh, there was a couple flaws in there, uh, but I think overall it was a solid uh, showing. So that's a, quite a disparity between the judges, so we'll see how that works out. So, uh, Coach, what, what about Team Jake and Joel? I would say I'm going to give them a probably like a – I want to say like a 8.1. What's with the decimals, people? <laughs> we never, we Johnny, never discussed start, decimals. Johnny started it, all right? And, I mean, I'm just following. All right. So 8.1. 8.1. Uh, We're going with 8.1. Producer. I uh, I think I think in the first half, Jake came out a little shaky in that one, but they, they had some good they had some good arguments there. It was a good good showing. Um, but I think they maybe maybe didn't pick the strongest option there when we're comparing marvel things it's like i i think the counterpoint that uh i think they got dinged on that counterpoint where captain marvel is technically yeah she shoots beams out of her fists so uh, unfortunately i was a good show but i gave him a 7.8 yeah i will also well i'll i'll go with a seven uh even i think that it was uh captain captain america you know he's a, he's a safe pick but does the age Hold up. We will, you know, it's, it's not even like he's just 90 years old. He's like 490, right? So, uh, yeah. yeah, so that's round Fair. one. We'll see Fair. how that kind of shakes up in the next or going through the game. Let's go right to round two. Uh, so who is the you don't have to say the numbers specifically, Johnny, but who is the round winner so we could pick the uh, or so we could see who answers first? Let me you want me to just add them up and just. Oh, I got it. That, right? I got it. For, I got it first right already. OK. All right. So. We got 23.2 for EDH Rec and 22.9 for Jake and Joel Magic. EDH Rec takes round one. So, uh, Joey and Matt, will you like the question, round two's question first, or uh, give it over to Jake and Joel? 
Matt, what do you think? Stay with the defense. I don't know. I, 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 I like the idea of, you know, we'll return the favor and, and we'll go first. But at the same time, it worked for us the first time. So we'll, we'll let them go first again. <laughs> Stay with the defense. Right, here Stay we go. with your defense. Go. Yeah. That knife was very gentlemanly placed. Uh, absolutely. Uh, producer. Or no, sorry, coach. You have round two question. All right, round two question, boys. All right, here we go. Recently, Wizards of the Coast introduced us to the all-new Mystery Booster Draft experience, and there's been a tad of a hullabaloo over it. One of the cooler concepts to come out of the set was the introduction of concept cards similar to what R&D uses when playtesting a set in development. All right, so A, if you could design a concept card for Mystery Boosters 2... What would it look like? And B, why would your design be fast-tracked for the next available standard set? All right. All right, there's your question. So uh, 60 seconds on the clock. Who will be uh, answering first, Jake or Joel? Uh, Joel, if you have an idea, go for it. I'm thinking <laughs> of something. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to... Uh, um, I'm trying to put something together because I'm very familiar with the product. I mean, I let's just spitball it. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Okay. That's fine. All right. Jake's going right. first on this. And one. the clock is yours. Um, I would implement uh, kind of like a, let's say a, a mana rock. Let's do a, I, I like what they did with reflect in the mystery boosters where uh, one, one player gets something. So I would do, I would do like a, a soul ring, something that brings soul ring into the standard format, but where when one player plays soul ring, the other opponent gets the soul ring hmm. that way. Um, both players are ramping up into something really early. We get a lot of explosive matches that start off with really big, powerful plays and a lot of big answers. We have like maybe one person plays a soul ring, your opponent gets a soul ring, and now you've crapped out like a, a five five on turn two. And so you your five five has to take down whatever their big threat is. And I think it would it would push magic in a in a way where we are gonna get a lot of explosive starts. People might complain about, oh this is this is really uh you know this is this is really fast for a standard format. But I think it would put standard all right, uh, Joel's got to pick up where Jake left off. 60 seconds on the clock. Slivers, tell him whenever he's ready. You're ready. What this is going to allow is uh, a fun, you know, tournament-level style of Johnny play where we're going to get big, stompy creatures. There have been entire sets um, built around giant, you know, Eldrazi and dragons and things like this. And at the core of this game, it is a fantasy game. And so when you think of fantasy, you think of fireballs and dragons and fighting giant monsters. And, and what a design like this will do is allow a, a space like that to exist while also being balanced for both players. So you're not going to have anything like, you know, troning out a huge 12-12 Eldrazi, but both players are going to have the option to do this. And it doesn't even have to be limited to that. You know, the control player, too, will have access to the extra mana that something like this would create. And so, like Jake said, not only are you going to be able to play a line of, I'm just going to have a lot of big threats, but you'll also be able to play a line of answers if you'd like. All right. That's a compelling first pick. Uh, very ballsy going mana rock soul ring for everyone. Let's go over to EDH Rec, who's uh, answering first. 
That'll be me. All right, Joey, build it. So the you know the weird d- design stuff that they put into those mystery boosters, those were all cards that they are clearly unwilling to print. So if that's the premise for cards that we need to see in this you know development sphere within the pack, then we have to acknowledge one of the things that Wizards is not willing to print, but which could see print in those types of forms in the development cards. And that's simply this, an actually good Boros Commander or Mono White Commander, because they seem very <laughs> reticent to actually do that sometimes. No tea, no shade. Uh, easy example, if I'm spitballing right here, it could be like a Boros version of Neheb, only instead of giving you mana for the life that your opponents have lost, maybe it's giving you mana temporarily for the life you're, uh, for the life that you have gained this turn. Something like that, something that scales appropriately to the commander format, because that isn't something that we see too often, might show up in a mystery booster, and it would definitely need to be fast-tracked to the actual types of sets too. They don't seem too willing to be, uh, they don't seem to be too willing to print those sometimes, but it would be very, very much a treat if we got to see it. All right. Matt, build on Joey's argument whenever Slivers say go. And you are a go. So the biggest thing why we could use actual good Boros commanders is that there's been such a demand for it. The fact that when they did Gerard's big reveal from the, the commander precons of this year, they hyped up, we have a Boros legend you're you're waiting for, we know that you want, and we're very excited about this, when really Gerard was kind of lackluster. So when they actually get something right, like a, like Joey said, a Neheb that adds mana for life that you've gained, however you want to sequence that, that's something that actually would carry over and players could get excited about. Whereas, you know, Gerard itself, where they were very hyped, kind of fell short. We can bridge those gaps and then push something that, you know, is actually realistic. It's not a mechanic that, well, we'd have to balance this. We can't give everybody soul rings, but we can do something that people have been asking for and finally follow through on that desire that players obviously have. So I think it's more we need to be pushing out the realistic cards from those mystery pa- packs to see what can get fast-tracked instead of, well, let's just show off what we can break. All right. Whew, that was that was a really cohesive round from both sides. Uh, very good arguments so far. Uh, let's go back for the rebuttals on Jake and Joel's side. So, uh, Jake, why don't you go ahead and kick us off? 60 seconds on the clock. Johnny? You are go. All right. So um, we're, we're rebutting the, uh, the Boros commander. Is that yeah. correct? Correct. Yeah, okay. why is your option better? Um, I, I just... For me, and and a problem with Magic the Gathering is that sometimes I find it has has become uh, kind of a stale game, and I I know that I'm never ever going to get to play uh, vintage unless I proxy all of the cards, and so I feel like this kind of thing, you know, com- coming back to uh, have have soul rings for everybody, just kind of have your current player base experience this form of Magic that was in the beginning and and you know, in vintage and all of the moxes and, and black Lotus and just these explosive starts. Uh, I, I think the player base could kind of learn from that and kind of see, you know, like when they're playing a format like standard or modern, that it really is a lot more throttled back than, than they think it is. And, and so I think put everybody through like dealing with all of these soul rings where everybody's playing these big beefy creatures so that they can, you know, enjoy what they have. All right, Joel. That was a, that was a hit below the belt after the clock, but Judge says we'll allow it. Uh, let's go right <laughs> over to Joel. Close out round two. 
So I'm going to start my rebuttal in a strange way, and I'm going to agree that it would be great to design a Boros Commander that's actually playable for EDH. But if we are designing for standard, which is, I believe, what the challenge was, a legendary creature is not going to have much play in a standard environment. The maximum you're going to be able to put into your deck is three, and that's if it has a low mana cost. You're normally only going to want to put one or two into a standard deck. And so I believe that, you know, a design of a low-cost mana rock that will unlock a more legacy or vintage style of play for current standard new players would be the better design. While also conceding, absolutely, let's get some EDH commanders in there if we've got the space for the design. But I just don't think that it's going to have that much, you know, breadth to fit into a standard set like a mana rock would. All right. Uh, it, real quick fact check. Uh, Johnny or coach could answer this question. Was that part of it? Did it have to be standard? Because that would be you'd have From to take part, parts off. So why would your design be at fast track for the next available standard set? That was two B. So I mean, uh, it's, okay. So we have to just take take that into consideration uh, when judging this round. That might be a uh, just a, a single point taken off for for uh, rule bending from the EDH rec side. Sorry, sorry, gentlemen. <laughs> but let's uh, close uh, out the rebuttals. Yep. There's your rebuttals. <laughs> so so my, my rebuttal <clears throat> rebuts not just, not just their argument, but your argument that you act like Legends can't impact standard, but Sadisi had a massive impact. The, the, Sultai, um, the Sultai commander had a massive impact. There was a whole deck okay. about Sadisi Whip where you would mill creatures over, and it was a tier one deck in standard for a short time. Also the number three, number four, most built Sultai commander. So it's, it's kind of disingenuous to say, well... If you design a legendary creature, it can't impact standard. All right. Because Carrie okay. Zev had a massive impact. Right, Kalidus so we'll, had a massive we'll impact. Give, we'll give you your sixty seconds back, Matt. Uh, we will. Oh, okay. uh, we'll redact. We'll, the challenge is is accepted. Sure. Uh, we will redact the, that point, Doc. So wait, a lawyer. Let's go to, right back to the. Now we'll we'll rebut for real. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's for real now, Matt. You are butts for, for real on the on the clock. Official hashtag of, the, of this episode. Butts, hashtag butts real. <laughs> <laughs> okay, EDH, you're a go. Sorry, is this me or is this me? Yeah, Matt? it's Joey. Uh, yeah, it's, it's me? Me. Alrighty. Uh If we are going to look through the lens of fast-tracking for standard, well, then I do kind of question the idea that a legendary creature would be less interesting in standard, you know, when we've got stuff like Questing Beast running around, uh, compared to a mana rock that breaks the everything in half, even if it is symmetrical. Uh, and also, I'm really just going to look through the lens of data here. If we're going to be looking at something that is symmetrical, we should use maybe some stats from EDHREC, I don't know, uh, ah. to try and see how players <laughs> respond to symmetrical effects. Let's look at a card that has symmetry in the name. Scheming Symmetry from the recent M20 set, only in 2700 decks right now. Let's compare that to its predecessor, Vampiric Tutor, which has a similar effect, putting, you know, tutoring for something on top of your deck, shows up in over 20,000 decks. So, like, players just don't seem to like giving their opponents stuff. Dominaria proved that we can have legends all over the place, so I think a legendary creature is fine. What I don't think is fine is players presumably being well receptive to symmetrical effects. They historically don't seem to like that very much. So that's why I wouldn't like the, the Soul Ring thing there. Okay, and Matt, close it out. I mean, giving every player a soul ring just automatically devolves into 
just a mid-range ramp fest. Soul Ring is insanely powerful. We talk about how it is. Yes, I agree. Insane and vintage. But it's also banned in pretty much every other format except for Commander, where it's a singleton format as well. So the fact that you want to give standard players up to four in a standard deck, like if you thought Nexus of Fate was homogenous, I can't imagine just how many massive spells people start playing because all of a sudden you could have eight soul rings in play. That is ludicrous. That is breaking all power levels that standard would ever want to have. From standard design, it's not soaring isn't even in modern so you're gonna break standard pioneer and modern like it's gonna have to get banned in all three of those formats because giving soul ring to anything but the vintage player it's it's going to break the format in half with just the sheer power of, of how powerful that is in addition to you have four copies in your deck all right Woof. Highly contested round and partially my <laughs> fault, uh, but we're, we're just going to go over the facts before we get the actual scores. Uh, Jake and Joel have picked a mana rock similar to Soul Ring uh, or Reflect uh, for standard. Uh, asymmetrical, big plays. Oh, it's the Oprah of Soul Ring. You get a Soul Ring. You get a Soul Ring uh, to promote like big stompy uh, strategies. We want to see big spaghetti monsters on the field. Well, maybe not all of us, but you gentlemen might. Um, and then the rebuttals was, uh, you know, uh, Jake. No, sorry. Yeah, Jake said, you know, it's kind of a stale game. It needs kind of a shakeup. Um, and then the uh, you want to see just basically a, a summation, just like a push push in the design of, of Magic as a whole. EDH Rec actually uh, wants a good Boros or a Mono White, uh, Nahib-like uh, Planar Chaos style, I would assume. Uh, mana ro- and then you said Mana Rocks are a problem. Asymmetry isn't liked in the game. And, um, yeah, it, just saying that that would just completely break it because, you know, if one Soul Ring's very powerful, then multiples would be as well. So let's go over. We have the facts in. We have the rebuttals in. Let's get the scores, starting with Coach. Let's uh, go ahead and score Team EDH Rec. I will give Team EDH Rec for that. It was a much better argument, I thought, in my opinion, than what happened in the first round with the Captain Marvel pick. Like, much, much better, especially with the rebuttal on the rebuttal. Uh, Again, John, I love when uh, our co-host gets attacked by visitors. It was good, yeah. Fantastic for me. It makes my day quite more elegant and uh, enjoyable. So for that round, I'm going to give them an 8.5. Just doubling down on those damn decimals. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's go over to the couch and hear what our producer, Johnny Slivers, says about EDH Rec's argument. Uh, EDH Rec, I think, had a really – I think the rebuttal on breaking standard was a good good point. Um and I just being being an EH player, yes, I agree. Yes, Boros does need a solid anything, and I I and yeah, I like the argument. It was strong, real strong. I liked it a lot. It's a nine point five. Nine point five. Woo. Woof. Um, and then I'm going to say, um, yeah, I, I think you guys really started to shine in the rebuttal and not just, uh, the rebuttal against my bad judgment, uh, but the actual rebuttal, <laughs> um, because you know what, and I'll, I'll just kind of say what I thought about both. I, I was, I really like 
kind of thinking outside the box as far as uh, you know who would who would ever pick? Uh, you, you guys are madmen. You picked a mana rock, and, and what's what just got banned like forty green cards in standard because you know mana ramp ramp is crazy. Uh, but I I I think it's uh it's different, right? It's different that everyone gets to kind of kind of play bigger and, and or or faster. And and you're right, the the other side you could counter faster as well. So it, it does promote both. However, it's just, uh, man, uh, you, you know, for, for whatever reason, magic, when you give the, the kids toys, they always wind up breaking them and someone's going to go home crying. So, um, I, I would say that, like I said, EDH rec, uh, came hard with the rebuttals, um, and, and they kind of just opened my eyes to be like, oh yeah, I want to live in that magical Christmas land, but then your mana rock's going to kind of get uh banned pretty quickly so i'm gonna give eh rec an 8.5 now i'm jumping on the the freaking uh decimal <laughs> train and then i'll start on the other side and i'll say uh, uh jake and joel a uh, 7.5 uh so <clears throat> coach i'll say well for jake and joel i'm gonna say a 6.5 the argument was much weaker than uh team america Obviously, so uh, <laughs> uh, just it was uh, EDA tricks was a much more uh, much better argument this round. So I was going to say six point five for Jake and Joel and Johnny Slivers. I even in spite of the fact that the it would this this party soul ring would break standard. I hear people complain about. Soul Ring being in one player's board state in EDH all the time, and I think a party Soul Ring would be awesome in EDH, so you check off two boxes for me. Um, I'm not so scared about that. I think, yeah, let it break standard for a month and then ban it and send it off to Pioneer like they'll do. And I still gave him a nine because I love both of the arguments. I was I was like, those are both... I. What was it? There's a Gretzky, Gretzky quote, you miss all the shots you don't take. So yeah, I like that, yeah. Shop of the moon. Yeah, absolutely. There was something to be said uh, for both arguments. They they were absolutely stellar. But uh, it looks like uh, EDH Rec won round two as well. So uh, for round three, and this is the chat round, the rest of us get to go to sleep. Uh, we're going to be taking a nap. But chat, you need to wake oh, up boy. because you are judging this round solely. So it's only your voices that matter. You're going to be picking the winner. So uh, Joey and Matt, are you going to be answering round three's question first? This very pivotal because i believe if you win this round that's a technical knockout um i don't think they could mathematically come back uh but if they don't then it's, it's not over so i mean this formula has been working for us so far so it's tough it's tough going first man yeah. <laughs> you gotta, tough going you gotta first. take chances here yeah. you come up with a, a, a mana rock you come up with soul ring <laughs> when you go first <laughs> advantage you come up is what with we're soul calling ring this. for everybody when you go first that's yeah. <laughs> You're the type that like is a CEO of some like you know trillion dollar company because you're like walked into the 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 interview room. You're like, yeah, Mana Rock, let's go. There's like, this guy's crazy or he's a yeah. Let's give him money and make decisions. I love it. Uh, Okay, so Jake or Joel, who's going first? Uh, I'll take this one this time. Okay, Joel's on uh, the points. Coach, you got a question for him? Yes, thank the gods. Commander Fest is finally a thing. Assuming Commander Fest becomes an annual event, which it likely will, let's hear how you would kick it up a notch. So, A, if you could create a set, or if you could set a Commander Fest to a theme, what would it be? 
And then B, what non-MTG celebrity would you bring on board to make that theme totally epic? Oh, all right. So you get so let's put 60 seconds. Well, first off, before we get into your uh, answer, do you have any questions about the question? Why are we asking a commander question with the commander guys on, damn it? <laughs> That's a very biased question for us. This is not rigged at all. You got standard okay, last go. time. You got standard last round. Uh, all right. 60 seconds on the clock before they poke any more holes in the show. <laughs> okay. All right. We're ready. Go ahead. The theme for our Commander Fest would be worldwide. Is It, it is about inclusivity it is about this is the format for everyone it is uh not even up for argument that it is the best way to play magic it is everybody's favorite and we want everybody to show up inclusivity worldwide is going to be the theme and you know what we're, ta we're taking another chance who better to to just encapsulate the worldwide theme than Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. Pitbull is going to be the non-MTG celebrity that is going to be at our worldwide Command Fest celebration. There's going to be a concert. He's going to be taking pictures. There's going to be shots for people over 21. We're giving out wristbands. This is going to be the most inclusive and loving Command Fest that you have ever seen in your life. Mr. Worldwide, y'all. <laughs> All I heard was Will Ferrell and uh, and John C. Riley in, in Step Brothers. Like, <laughs> worldwide. Yeah. Boats and... Yeah, let's go over to... Jake! So, Good adding on to that, I want you to imagine here, for a moment, just a moment, Pitbull trying to explain Magic the Gathering to people. <laughs> okay? So that's part of this. This is my time. Okay, so yeah. Pitbull is there. He's, like, dressed up. Sure. He's excited, but he's not exactly sure why he's there. Someone has let him know, but he's trying to learn, and uh, uh, there's going to be a lot of people there who may not know how to play Magic. And so by, by being there, seeing their idol Pitbull up at the forefront of not knowing how to play, but being excited about it and... Uh, you know, it's it's worldwide, baby. It's uh, you know, this is he literally this, has this a song magic. called Fireball. Fireball. <laughs> it's called Fireball. Sorry to step on your thing, but anyway. So uh, yeah, it's 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 Pitbull. Joel, it's brilliant. I I don't I I can't even. Add, it's it's perfect. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, uh, if you if you dare, EDH rec. Uh, who's going for it, Matt or Joey? Uh, I, Matt, I'll eat this one. Cool. Matt's taking it. I'll, t I'll take it. 60 I'll... seconds on the clock, Slivers. And we're ready. Let's go. Uh, now, it is hard to beat somebody who's just going to shout, Tokyo, Sao Paulo, <laughs> into a microphone the entire time. But I think it would be very, very cool to have different themes at different Magic Fests. So, say, you know, you go down to Command Fest Dallas, for instance. 
uh, or for example, you have everything is Tarkir themed. It's it's hot down there, kind of desert. Texas is Texas, so let's let's yes, call it, it what is. it is. So week. you have everything themed after kind of what is going on in that city. You know, Orlando could be a Zendikar theme where you have the big monsters. Everything is kind of experienced through the lens of what is going on on a certain plane. And that gives a uniqueness still to every single command fest. So you're not going to the same experience as everybody else. You get something unique that nobody else gets to, to go to. It's something that, you know, just those people in that room get to share together. So say you go to Denver, you have all the mountains there. Maybe you have a Chandelar-themed command fest. I think that'd be something that a lot of people would really attach to because that's something that they get to have you know, tied to where they're from. As far as celebs come, man, you, you have to beat Brandon Sanderson. He was on the game nights recently for Command Zone. All right, Joey, bring it home. Uh, I really like that idea of theming each of the different command fests around where they're located. I think we can even go one step further. If you are at a, you know, command fest here in Seattle and that's themed after like Ixalan or something, each of the sections within the command fest where you have them broken down, uh, broken down by different formats, uh, that can also be its own place within that world. So if I'm an Ixalan Seattle or whatever, I can go up to play casual over at the temple here or i can go down and play more competitive in uh the Raska or something like that so we can theme it even within the command fest itself not just within the location within the uh, actual country as for guests let's go with an avenger because they kick ass so how about we bring someone like chris pratt into the mix because he as i understand it also a bit of a nerd and he will make a bit more sense than pitbull who's sitting out there shouting mr worldwide into everyone's ears <laughs> while they're trying to focus on a game <laughs> wow all right snuck in a little rebuttal on the end of that uh initial introduction round let's go back over to jake and joel this is for all the marbles uh or, or stay alive rather uh, let's go joel 60 seconds on the clock i like the different themes i think it might prove a little bit of a logistical nightmare for whatever company is overseeing this be a channel fireball you know star city might have to get involved so that we've got enough of enough of coverage and planning to make each individual one good and one of the problems with that is you don't want to have any of them be bad you do want to have a unique experience that's that's fun for whoever goes and they 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 have a you know connection to it cuz it's tied to wherever they live but you know I don't want to go to command fest kamigawa personally so if if we end up with that one it's not going to be a thing that I'm interested in also, um, yeah, I mean, two celebrities would be good. We've got Brian, the author, and we've got Chris Pratt, the actor. If we can afford Chris Pratt, that's that's a pretty expensive ask. You know, I think Mr. Worldwide is he's just in this for the fame. He just wants a little popularity. He's going to be he's going to be more than happy to just kind of come out and make sure that his influence spreads even further. But if you think we can get Star-Lord, let's get Star-Lord, dude. I'm on board. All right. Pick it up, uh, Jake. Yeah, I have to. I have to agree. I think that having um, you know a different a different theme wherever you go, like you're in Texas, and so it's like we're going to do Amonkhet block in Texas. I don't. I don't know. I think it's just it's it's tough. It's it's tough for me to get behind that. And you do have to kind of go with what is a, a realistic uh, a realistic choice. And I really do think that Pitbull is like. <laughs> sub sub list he's like not b list or c list he's just like hanging out like you can you could probably if i wanted to tomorrow get in touch with pitbull i think by the end of the day i'd be able to do it i think if i really if i really put my time into it 
somebody who could point me in the right direction and i think if, if wizards of the coast really threw as much spaghetti at the wall as possible yeah we would have pimple dressed like an eldrazi I, I had to cut away to johnny slivers just to get his reaction on this his live reaction oh boy i mean talk about go big and go home we thought uh, uh soul ring oprah was was the pick let's go pitbull worldwide <laughs> EDH Recast, let's close out this uh, this round of rebuttals. Well, let, first off, you say that Pitbull doesn't do things for money, but he did Dr. Pepper commercials, so that invalidates <laughs> that entire argument. What? Why do you know that, man? Oh, because I love Dr. Pepper. Oh, okay. But also, you, let, let's go back to the feasible parts of, of your argument. Yes, Commander is for everybody, but magic is for everybody. There's different ways to play the game. So saying magic is for everybody, I mean, that's something that already the the community already has started to move so much towards. And it's awesome. I I don't know any other hobby that I've I've ever had that has such a great community. So saying that we're gonna pitch commanders for everybody, man, the, the game is already for everybody. There are so many ways. If you want to play competitive and you want to be a spike, do it. If you want to be somebody who plays the kitchen table with your buddies and you know, has a couple beverages, or you teach your kids and you play with your family. Joey, his entire family plays. There's so much, there's so many different ways to experience it with every different type of player and every different type of person. So saying magic is for everybody, that just goes without saying. Are you trying to say that Joey's family wouldn't play with Pitbull? Oh, no, I'm sure they would play with Pitbull. <laughs> like, like, don't get me wrong. Pitbull is the guy who taught me that the word Kodak does, in fact, rhyme with the word Kodak. But <laughs> like, Why does everyone know so much about Pitbull? This is so weird. <laughs> All right. 60 seconds officially on the clock. Go. Uh, so the theme of worldwide, I just want to bring it back to, to that. Magic... As, as it's themed, it's a game that transcends worlds. Like, yeah, we're here on Earth, whatever, but magic is about an interplanar experience. It's about going to completely different worlds. So technically, just the scope of worldwide is actually kind of small. I also am not entirely sure if Team Jake and Joel, our magic, are going to be able to actually get Pitbull to come to any one of these events now that they've sort of downgraded his level of celebrity just like a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not only that, but we've actually already had we've already had Sir Mix-a-Lot in a Magic commercial. We've had a music artist already connected to Magic from outside of Magic before. Like we've done that, so we don't necessarily need another music artist to come in here. Let's get some other famous nerds up in here instead. Up in here, up in here. Uh, I would I would say facts, but all you need to know is Chris Pat Chris Pratt versus Pitbull. Wow, that's a hard one. Crit Pratt versus P Okay, well, uh, we're, we're going to give the chat about, I don't know, two minutes to, to kind of sort it out. Or actually, just 60 so oh, Yeah, two minutes, because uh, first off, this is kind of our intermission. So, Team EDH Rec, do you have, I mean, everyone needs to just <clears throat> hop on over and subscribe to their YouTube channel. Uh, follow them on all the, the social media platforms, as well as listen to their amazing podcast very knowledgeable folks i got the opportunity to to guest on that they slummed it for one night allowed me to to jump on um and i screwed it up by saying sadisi brew tyrant was like one of the most underplayed things which it's like number three or something however <laughs> i digress uh thank you guys for coming on and do you guys have any cool projects that you want to plug real quick 
We do have cool projects, but not <laughs> ones that we're saying just yet. Sorry. Okay. Yes, it, it, we we have announced um, when Don, the the founder of EDH Rec, came on. Uh, the big project that we can talk about and have talked about, we are working on a, a wiki project for Commander. Uh, it's a massive project, uh, and 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 Joey, as our editor, he's kind of heading that on. So he'll he'll downplay it, but uh, it's a very big project that you know we have a lot of pretty good writers that have come on board. Uh, so we're trying to mold that, and it's just man, it's it's a massive undertaking. We said we want to get out by 2019. We're sticking to that. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of work and it's a massive project that I know ultimately we are going to be very proud. We're, we're just hopeful that this wiki is as good of a resource as the, the main site once it is done. Excellent. That's really exciting stuff. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Jake and Joel, uh, again, uh, we've collaborated a little bit before. I, I had you uh, guessing on the hive mind. You guys are great. You always a good time. Uh, just great stuff. Go smash that subscribe button on their YouTube channel. Uh, it, it's just, they're just lighthearted and kind of like exactly what the community needs. So you guys have anything kind of, uh, in the works that you could spoil or tease. Juice and packs. Yeah, we got, uh, <clears throat> we've just started. We have figured out now how to make our juice and packs an ongoing series. It is going to be every Friday. Excellent. Lots of people have asked for that. It's going to include kind of a giveaway aspect of it. Right now we're finishing up our uh, Pioneer Sleeper Pick series. We we went through every single set in Pioneer. It's taken us a couple weeks and picked what we thought are the you know cheaper cards right now that have the chance to blow up, especially after we get a lot of the power cards banned out of the format. And um, we're actually about to start a series about, uh, about uh, building EDH decks, and so I'm probably going to be hitting these fellows up and seeing if they want to be in a couple videos. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you talk in that voice. Oh, you know I do. Hey, you know I do. But yeah, yeah, Mr. Dunning, we appreciate you having us on, man. We like to think that we represent the classy casual aspect of magic and you know we like to be the people sitting around the kitchen table having a few drinks and having a good time with it and that's that's kind of what we what we aim to bring outside of you know the i can't do the statistics like these fellas can we, we don't even <laughs> pretend to <laughs> uh no it, it's an absolute absolute uh, pleasure having you guys all you guys on all the time uh or, or all the time more we should do this more often what i'm trying to say i'm not even drinking tonight uh but no this this is a, a great time i think we gave the chat enough time do we have an we official did. score uh yes. johnny slivers i think coach actually is i i got the okay. similar numbers to him i think uh was it eda trek was five and two for jake and joel yep yep your right. winner right. that's it that's it technical knockout team <sighs> edh wreck all right boom it was the double soul ring <laughs> it was the double soul ring, <laughs> double soul ring. that buried us we died, we died holding like our that. soul ring on the beach you know what? That the EDH Rec cast might have won tonight's game, but there's absolutely no losers here because this is just a ton of fun. And I just want to thank all the competitors for giving it your all, taking a, a silly game like this seriously. Um, so let's do a little uh, after after match interviews. Uh, I'll pose this question to Team EDH. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. I'll pose this question to Jake and Joel. What do you think went wrong tonight for you? Oh, well, I, I'm going to say just straight up, I am not into Marvel. 
Like you want to talk to me about <laughs> alien or or predator or any other sci-fi shit? Most likely, I'm going to be able to talk to you for a while. <laughs> when it comes to Marvel, I'm like, all my friends love that stuff, and I <laughs> and I'm going to stay home and watch The Office for the 175th time. Um, but no, I, I do think you know going first, you're at it. You're at a strategic disadvantage. Your opponents get to hear your. They get to hear your argument. They get to kind of craft what they what they want to come up with on the go. Uh, so very good uh, strategic move to our opponents. I think that that's the right choice. That's that's what I would have done. Um, I do think coming up with Soul Ring for everybody. I mean, obviously, as I was saying it, I was like, Jake, this is a ridiculous choice. <laughs> this is going to be banned so quickly. This is just, just and that awful. and that was the closest score. That was the closest round score wise. Yeah. So we're all too too terrible. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> Joel, I mean, if you got anything. Off. Yeah. yeah, what went wrong? <laughs> oh, man, what went wrong? We woke up this morning. That's what oh, went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we tried to go up against against these big brains over here, massive gamer brains, and we just we brought our baby gamer brains today. That's it. So, you know, um, no, we, we're going to – we got to go bury our, our – we got to go do some Legos or something. <laughs> <laughs> Play some Minecraft. Um this no, it's not for kids. I, I would love to have. This is not for kids, Kappa. Yeah, I, I would love to have you guys back on. The, I think this team is is. Yeah, is there a losers bracket? Well, there might be. Uh, this, this team is, is is very strong still. Throw a name out in the multiverse, uh, Jake and Joel. Who would you like to face next? Oh man, Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Jake can make that happen. He's going to contact him by the end of this. Yeah, let us know if you need us on the loser's bracket. We'll bring Pitbull. No, actually, hang on. I want to get this right, John. I actually have – there's a, a little bit smaller – okay, have you ever heard of Time Walk TV? At Time Walk TV, yeah. Ron Thoman. Yeah. I, uh, I recently connected with him, started watching some of his content. We started discussing, you know, the potential of – of doing some collabs, so that's that's my little shout out, my legit shout out. Also, we're gonna try and get pitfall, so we'll we'll call you after we get that. <laughs> Perfect. We uh, we are standing by. Uh, <laughs> let's go over to our winners tonight, Team EDH Rec Cast. Matt Morgan, like I said, you were the only one uh, in the competitors that have played this game. How does it feel to be uh, on the on the other side of the column of the of the winner loser bracket? On the, on the winning side, it feels pretty good, actually. Um, I, I felt a little more prepared thanks to having, you know, I, I got redesigned and had partner this time around, so I brought Joey along, and uh, it feels nice to have somebody who's smarter than me on my team. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's good. So uh, what do you think went right, Joey? Uh, I mean, when you sit down across from a single opponent, you have to ask, do you want to be on the draw or on the play? And for this particular format, being on the draw was the correct way to go. <laughs> like two-headed, two-headed, limited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, and same question, uh, maybe not a loser's bracket uh, tournament, but it, anybody, shout a name out into the ether. That's not Pitbull. Let's, let's be original. Yeah, sure, uh, sure. Pick someone okay. else. Everyone's targeting, you know, our favorite worldwide leader. Uh, but who would you guys <laughs> like to, to go against? It'd be pretty darn funny to actually like take this team and then sever it, and then it's me against Matt. Oh, um, that'd be pretty entertaining. In terms of someone that I know would absolutely trounce me, it's my absolute idol, Erin Campbell from Magic Mike's. Okay. She is my dredge queen. It would be an honor to be defeated by her in any game or any debate show. 
I just want to throw this out there. Joey loves Aaron so much, he would throw the match just so he lost on purpose. (laughs) I I 100% believe Joey would do that. I don't need to throw the match. That's how good she is. Well, I I don't Um, have people on on Hotline, but I, you know, Ruben Bressler did, and he is on Magic Mike's. He did compete. Uh, So, I, you know, that might be our our through line to maybe make that a reality one day. So I want to thank our our, all of our competitors. Thank you so much. I love you all. Where can everyone find you? Uh, One last sign off. uh, Jake and Joel. YouTube.com forward slash Jake and Joel or magic. We've got a Twitch stream two nights a week, Tuesday and Thursday evenings. Perfect. And Team EDH Rec. Uh, you can find me at Joseph M. Schultz. You can find Matt at uh, Mathemus55. That's on Twitter. And then, of course, just using EDH Rec, our episodes go up there. We do have a YouTube channel for uh, the podcast audio as well. Um, but if you stick around EDH Rec long enough, you're going to find our content. We just like to make it available there as much as we can. Perfect. Thank you guys so much. Coach, when you're uh, not sitting in that co-captain's chair, you are doing a lot of stuff on the Card Bazaar. So stay tuned to all the great stuff there. And where can everyone find you, sir? Everyone can find me at the Card Bazaar on on YouTube uh, by going to that. Uh, most recent stuff that y'all probably figured out that I've been doing with the audiobooks. So the Thran has been re-uploaded and the Brothers War is out on the YouTube channel and on Anchor FM if you just look up the Car Bazaar. And you guys can find me on Twitter by going to uh, Coach at the Car Bazaar CC. That's all I got. Excellent, sir. Uh, and the coach, uh, we're at the couch. Oh, there's Johnny Slivers. Okay. Uh, sir, this was fun. How, how did it feel to uh, be in the judgy chair for once? And where can everyone find you, sir? It's good to feel judgy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you can find me on the Twitters at Johnny Slivers. You can find me here at Tin Street Hooligans doing Supreme Verdict and our regular shows and our D and D episodes uh, here on YouTube at Tin Street Hooligans. Uh, they said we said that channel. Perfect. Uh, you already plugged everything for me, so I will just say if you want to talk movies or magic with me, you can uh, do so at Orzov Done. Uh, you could uh, watch our various stuff that we do because it's it's a lot of fun uh tell everyone that we're doing this again go ahead and hit that like button share it around (coughs) tell your friends subscribe to the channel and uh yeah that's it for me from seattle it's rainy goodbye